What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Please do me a favor, leave a like and comments, man. They're definitely important, but also I definitely want to know what the people locally and around the world think about the podcast and how I continue to grow and just kind of add some more some more fire to this show, um, definitely. But before we even get into anything right now, um, last week was a, a tough week for my family. Took a loss of, of, of some family friends and a close member, but a mentor of myself for me and somebody who I grew up really wanting to be like in the music industry, grew up singing the choir, watching him and his family play all the instruments, singing the choir, um, but also he was a, a, from Sacramento. Um, Terrell Christopher passed away, and it, it, our family is was definitely hitched, hitched hard by it, but also they're encouraged and just re- definitely um, is bringing everybody together. I mean, the music next week that is going to happen, at the, the service and different things is going to be amazing. So right now we're going to get ready to, as um, my DJ gets ready to, to get everything queued up, we're going to give a brief, um, you know, about a, about a minute and 15 of the presentation, the slide, but also the song that he did. Let me give you the information just to make sure I give everybody their credit real quick on this music because we have some local artists on there. So we have also um, somebody, again, a fellow, uh, I believe she was 2001 graduate of Sheldon High School. Um, Jessica Jolia um, is on the track, performed by Terrell Christopher, um, written by Robert Brookins. The song is called, it's titled In the Night. And um, Terrell Christopher's AKA name is Ghetto Romeo. So if you remember that song, man, um, he sung that song too. So uh, right now, just enjoy the track and we'll get the show started briefly after. I, you know, I, did, I, I go through with the interview. I'm, con- I'm, I'm confident I got up left that they have zero recollection right. of me ever, ever being there. Mm-hmm. About a month later, KSFM called and they didn't even interview me. They were like, uh, yeah, we got man. your intern application. Do you, do, do, are you still interested? Because I had turned it in a while ago. Mm-hmm. And like yeah of course she was like great can you start this weekend <laughs> so i you know i did the hang up banners thing so that's kind of how it all start right. and then you know to shorten the story up right, a sure. series of incidents you know just weird timing i you know i worked i had a program director that for whatever reason believed in me he heard my very first show at 3 a.m when he finally gave me a chance yeah uh for whatever reason he thought i was good and right. Started put me on weekends, started put me on fill in, and before I knew it, I was the morning show host, and yeah, off we sure. were going. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's so, what's up. but at that age, though, man, what leaned you toward <laughs> that, though? Because I, I mean, back then, this was not a thing for, I wouldn't think it was for me to even get in this realm of business or step my foot in there. Mm-hmm. What, anybody you kind of watched a lot or. What inspired you to really? I just love music, man. I wanted yeah. to be around music. That's all it was. I do. Like, you said it often, though. I wanted to be around music, man. And so when I started doing the, like, you're brought in as like a promotional person. You hang up banners, mm-hmm. you do all this different stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm here, but this isn't what I want to do. And I was talking to Big Al. I was like, uh, Big Al, I want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who was like, all right, cool, come in and. You know, I'll talk to my program director and mm-hmm. see if it's okay. Like, let me know what time you can commit. And I just, I committed, like, all of my time. And then when I got hired as, like, no, I was no longer an intern. I was a part-time employee. Like, I worked so hard. My program director was like, whatever you work, write it. Because other people, it was like, you can't work more than 25 hours a week. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. He was like, whatever you do, write it down. Like, he logged me. I remember the year the Raiders went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. We had such a hectic like two week period i think i logged like 95 hours and he signed off on every one of them he was he's just a dude that believed in me for whatever reason but um i just i I wanted to be around the business like i wanted to be around music i wanted to be around 
just the the vibe of like I, I love communicating. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like away from the microphone, I'm kind of introverted. Uh -huh. I'm a little bit like more quiet, but yo, when it's time to go, yeah, yeah like I, you <laughs> yeah. know, that's 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 kind of where I, I I shed that layer. That's what's up, especially. Wow. I mean, finding that early is crazy, but also like you said, anything you want to clock your hours, right? You got to master or to you got to put in. You put in nine thousand a week. You weren't playing any games all season. Nah, it's all I cared about, man. Yeah. Like I, I didn't have, you know, dogs. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have <laughs> yeah. any, you know, right. responsibilities. I yeah. just wanted to work, and I just wanted to, I just wanted yep. to get to the point where, yep, I was that dude on the air. That's what's up, Kenny. When I went our first interview here, you briefly got about talked about it, but again, I mean, I've always known you for speaking and just, but yeah. never knowing that this would be it. Right. 20 years later, bro, or 25 <laughs> years later, as long as we know each other, bro. Yeah. What were the, some of the things that pushed you in this area early on? Like, at, at his, somewhat that, that age, 14, 15, you knew. Man, you know this? I, nah, I didn't, have, I didn't have any idea that this is where this was going to lead me, right? Like, um, I, I, I wanted to play basketball. Like, that's all, <laughs> that's yeah. all that mattered to me is uh, doing what I had to do to play basketball so I can go to a college to play mm -hmm. basketball. And then go pro play professionally somewhere overseas. Well, the NBA is where I thought I was going. But that that's what this was all about. But it's funny because um, I remember I heard Charlemagne the God say mm -hmm. one time, he has a tattoo on his forearm of a microphone. And he got that tattoo when he was like 14, 15 years old or something like that because he wanted to be a rapper. And he said... You know, he had the thing right. on there, like, yeah. yo, I'm a, I'm a rapper. LL had one. I don't know if he got it because of that, but mm -hmm. it was to be a rapper. But he didn't realize that his destiny was to be on the microphone, but his destiny to be on the I'm microphone different. in yeah. a different way. Yeah. And I think about that because when I was uh, a little kid, every night I'd go to bed and I'd turn the radio on. I'd go to sleep to the radio. This is when Jim, Jim Rome was like 11 to 2 a.m. 11, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. And I would go to sleep listening to Jim Rome, wake up, yeah. listening to the morning show on some station. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Jim Rome. Yeah, but that's what I would do every night. Yeah. And little, looking back at it, little did I know, I mean, that was, that was my education Foundation. into the game. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, there's things that I would listen to uh, going to sleep and waking up that I use to this day in my own show right. you know what i mean but at the time i wasn't thinking wasn't thinking about learning anything from listening to the radio it was just i was listening to the radio that's that's what i did so um it wasn't until much later yeah. in life like by the time i had to like be real like ah I don't think I'm going to the NBA. And that didn't happen until, like, 26. Last year. Yeah. <laughs> it happened last year. Right. I don't know. Now, now with the new arena in the backyard, I don't know. He might yeah. be trying to come it happened off. To, it happened the day before D'Lo and Casey went on there. It's like, well, I guess right. I ain't going to I guess to now I got to hang him up. They, <laughs> hey, they still signing 40-year-old uh, rookies right now. That didn't happen for a long time. And then I was like, well, rookies. what do I have to do to still be a part of the game? And, what, yeah. what, and, and be a part of the game and be a part of um, the culture. And... I was like, well, I, I would hear certain people mm -hmm. on the radio, and I was like, I could do that. Like, I think I'm pretty good. I think I have good opinions and, and, and can make them entertaining. Right. Uh, I think I could do that. And the then I started to shift is, my focus. A I think bit. you mentioned you majored in 
communications? I met, I did, by the time I got to school, I majored in broadcast but journalism. I never now, would have thought that. I was like, I would never. It was like, I like, when I first went to school, I majored in, in uh, history. I wanted to be a history okay. teacher. So after, while well, I was at CRC, I was taking all these classes to be, a, I wanted to be a high school history teacher when my career was over. <laughs> and uh, and I just didn't like the classes. Like, I still like it. He trips out you. all the time because I'm always thinking of, like some kind of historical mm-hmm. uh, connection to something we're talking about. Like I like history, Historian. Yeah, but I didn't true. like the classes that I had to take. So yeah. I switched it to broadcast journalism. Just on. thinking that it was just like that something degree. that, yeah, I, when I switched to broadcast journalism, I didn't think that oh, I'm taking this so I yeah. could have my own show at some point. I just, yeah, I was just taking it. But it worked out. I learned a lot. Uh, that's what's up. After going through all that, that's what's up. And and during this process, even like so, D-Lo and here we always talk about the good, the success, successes, right? But the struggles. Mm-hmm. Give give me and some people listening just some of the things because everybody it, we, they all see the end result, man. Mm-hmm. You put in work, he put in work. Like, but what about some times where you might have felt like I'm, I'm this not for me, or I'm clocking too many hours and nobody is, I'm not benefiting from it, or you just. You were the, or maybe also you may be the one that just said, "I'm just gonna keep knocking down this door until it opens." Mm. Yeah, th- those those things are different. Like I never felt like this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, you know, as arrogant as it sounds, I never felt like I wasn't good at what I did. Um, in fact, I I've always said like I think everybody is called to do something, mm-hmm. and if you're lucky enough to figure out what that is, then mm-hmm. you're lucky. Mm-hmm. This is like communicating is what I was called to do. Like, I don't have another skill on the planet <laughs> that touches this. You know what I mean? And so, but you take losses. Like, in this business, man, you take L's, and you 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 just have to kind of figure out what to do. Like, I, I was working with a comedian in Los Angeles. He was, man, he's a super funny dude, but, you know, the radio thing was kind of like background noise for him, and he wanted to, you know, kind of do his, you know, comedy stuff, and he was a real tough dude to work with. He would, he would like, you know, he's a comedian, you know what I mean? He's used to nightclubs. We were doing morning radio. Like, the audiences are different. Like, right. we would tell him, like, man, you can't make fat girl jokes because we're talking to, we're talking to yeah. women every morning. Like, uh-huh. they don't want to hear that. Right. And so when it came time to kind of put an end to that show, Eventually, my, my you know my my program director was like, "You're too closely associated with him. You know, we gotta you gotta take some time away." And he told me then he was like, "I gotta let you go. Mm. I don't want you gone. You know, but I I gotta let you you get you gotta take some time off." Mm. And you know, true to his word, like I I, I was <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> I like, hey, I know my man had no idea, but it was like it's whatever. He asked me to come back in September, and. It was so my birthday's in August. He he let me go. He asked if I was ready to come back in September. I was like, I, I'm not. Like I need I need mm-hmm. some time. Yeah. And uh, a few more months passed. An opportunity opened up. He called, and you know I was back. I think it was January, mm-hmm. and we were back rolling again. And it wasn't until um, you know a couple of years later that I decided I wanted to step away from radio. But you know I've lost two jobs in radio. Like we had mm-hmm. the highest rated sports show in 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 the city, mm-hmm. and it, it it was cut. It was because mm. they wanted to save some money, and there's nothing I could do about that. And right. I knew when I signed my contract there, yeah. that last contract I signed, it was probably my death sentence because I made decent money, and I refused to compromise on it. Mm. And when they decided they needed to save a few bucks, I was the only casualty. They cut the show. They kept everybody else employed, and that was it. And there was a, there was a, there was definitely a point after that mm. 
because ESPN was what it was. Like 13, 13, 1320 was Mike and Mike or Golik and Wingo or, you know, the series of syndicated shows over and over again. And I went in and I met with our boss boss. And she was like, we're not doing anything with the ESPN 1320, but I really like you. I want you to come here and do something else. Mm. And that was tough, but I was like, all right, I'll do it. You want me to be a salesperson? You're welcome. Okay, I'll, I'll be a salesperson. I'm a, I'm a, I, like, I'll go sell what you want me to sell, but I'm going to sell you on me eventually. Right. Mm. And so I have formulated this idea. Wow. I had run it by a couple of people, and I, I, mm. took, it, I took it to Stacy, and I said, hey, I have this idea, and I laid it out for her, and I caught her on a bad day because <laughs> she didn't want to hear it. So she, like I always tell her, if if she could have told me with no HR ramifications to get the hell out of her face and never she bring up would. those four letters again, <laughs> she probably would have. But that led into the summer of 2020. Yeah. You know, our our guy Danny in San Francisco, you know, jumped into the company and. Yeah some things started to change right. and uh, he, Danny was able to do something I wasn't able to do. And it was to right. convince her that ESPN could be, you know, viable. Yeah. And then that's how, that's how we started. But I, I, I took plenty of L's along the way, man. So it, during that process, man, I mean, now it's more so like out in the open help adv I'm advocate as far as the mental part of, it because again, it's something you're passionate about. You know, you're going to do what you want to do it, but being knocked off your horse like that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How was the bounce back process for you? Or was there, well, who was influential in your life as far as, I mean, just anybody, or what did you do to kind of keep pushing? Because I think we've all been somewhere and took a major loss where, like you said, I need to step away, but then now mm -hmm. it's like, is it for good or do I try it again? Because you're pa it's passion. It's, it's, it's something you can do with your eyes closed, something you can do for free probably, right? But Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, there were, there were times, there's a podcast out there somewhere where I said mm -hmm. my radio career is over. Like, I'm never going back to it. And, I was doing podcasting and podcasting was going well. And I, I, I would think I, I think I've had two defining moments in my, you know, kind of the second half of my career. Mm -hmm. August 2016, when Cap first took a knee mm -hmm. and the summer of 2020. My <laughs> stock, my individual podcast changed. It blew up when Grant Napier got fired. And a lot of that was because, one, it was the summer of 2020. Like, that Everything. was the summer of Black Lives Matter. You know, it was back when Everything. back when Black Lives Matter, you remember that? Like, yeah, I, I know how you remember when everybody that. was interested in black creators and all that stuff? Man. It was a long time ago. I don't know if y'all can remember that far back. feels like a fucking eternity yeah. ago. Yeah. But, so, I don't know if that's You're a good, lie. You're good, man. You're good, bad. man. We good. We brought that dose right here, so I'm good. But, like, that, uh, that was kind of a moment where I learned people did care what I had to say. Like beyond n not what what I think about Kyle Shanahan or not what I think about Luke Walton or the Kings of the, the 49ers. Stuff. Like mm -hmm. th people did have like an interest in what I had to say about social issues, which I had brought to the radio, you know, four years earlier. Right. And so that was a moment like that was a, a moment of. I don't know. I, I don't know that a moment of pride is the right word, but there's, it, it was kind of a moment of clarity, like. Mm -hmm. Okay, you you've got something here that's bigger than what you've done before. Like stick with it, ride with it, keep doing it. And I was committed. Kenny knows we were committed to building out that podcast platform. Yeah, and right. and you know ESPN called, so that that kind of changed things. Yeah, so recently, I know I actually heard a show again about the background story of how the link up happened. But 
I guess let me ask a more in-depth question. Once it's in the air, your relationship is good, you guys agree to do it. But then, as you know, until you really work with somebody full time, how let me give me the how the start of the whole process go? Was it was it always like because some people look and say they click well, mm-hmm. you fit each other. You're like this is him, him, they fit each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or give me a little bit about that. Well, for me personally, I speak on my side, yeah. um, not to just gas him up because he's my partner and he's here. But there's a there's a certain level of respect and reverence that I had for Damien before coming in to this whole show thing, right? Like, I already liked the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I already liked when he when he was across the street and he had a show. I already liked that. Um, I was a listener of the podcast, you know what I mean? So I was already a fan. I was a fan of what he did, what he did mm-hmm. you know what I mean, the content that he created. But when I lost, you, you talk about, like, setbacks and mm-hmm. things like that. When I lost, I was working with The Athletic, mm-hmm. was doing a podcast with Jason Jones. Shout out to my guy, Jason Jones. Shout out to Jason. And when I got that, that job at the athletic to do their podcast a couple of times a week. That was like my break, right? Like I had been in obscurity for, for a long time. At least I felt I was. Mm-hmm. And this was like my jump to uh national scene. Cause athletic is national, but you know, local as well. Talking mm-hmm. about the Kings. And that was, that ended up being a casualty of the summer of 2020 in a bad way because the league stopped. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have nothing to talk about. They had cutbacks, and I was lowest on the totem pole. I was a rookie, so they was going to let me go first. Mm-hmm. And I understood it. I understood everything that went behind that. But when it, when it didn't work out, it was, a, it was a bit of a gut punch. It was like, damn, yeah. man, like feel it. that was going to be my break. Like we didn't even get a whole season. I felt like I was going to catapult this to something bigger, mm-hmm. and I just didn't get it. I didn't feel like I got a chance to, uh, to, to have my chance that yeah. I've been working for. And no shade to anybody because there was a lot of people that showed a lot of love um, on social media when when that announcement went out. And, you know, they gave their condolences and encouraging words or whatever. And I appreciate it all, and it was all genuine. Um, But to my knowledge, I don't want to disrespect nobody, but to my knowledge, there was one person who texted me on my phone and reached out and was like, yo, man, I heard what happened. You know, don't trip. You're talented. You're gonna be all right, man. Yeah. You're gonna get this done. And I was this guy right here. That means that means something. Hell, a lot of crap. That was that was this dude right here. That means something. And I knew Damon. We knew each other. It was like um, that sealed the deal. Well, look, even then, like we were. The the other thing about that is like we weren't like this. Yeah, yeah. We were like acquaintances. Like I, I'm not even sure I met Damon in person before. Somehow. I think I got his number out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like it's not like we were friends yeah. at the time. But he saw something in me that he liked, that he respected, yeah. and he felt other than just a tweet. And once again, I don't want to diss nobody yeah. that tweeted because I, I yeah, know yeah. it was genuine. Yeah. But it would, he didn't tweet me and say, yo, man, hold your head up. Direct line. He hit me up like, yo, man, you're talented. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You're talented. Just, just just, stay with it. This is part of the business. But don't quit. You know what I mean? And that stood out to me. And this was six months before ESPN even. Like, this this had nothing to do with ESPN 1320. Yeah. We didn't even know that existed. I think it's like- This was just him reaching out and, and, and seeing somebody that he felt, you know, got a raw deal or a tough break and wanted to offer his condolences and his words of encouragement. So to answer your question in a long-winded yeah. way, 
when we came together to do this show, mm -hmm. it was already respect through the roof on my end right. for him just for that moment because that shows something to me about the, the type of man he was, the type of integrity that he brings to the table. So, yeah, I definitely can. And I still feel that to this day. There ain't, there ain't nothing I could think of that Damien could do to make me lose that. He, he's, he's been everything that I thought he was as right. far as the type of man he is and, and then the way that he carries about himself right. and goes about business. And I, I can always make it work with somebody like that. Yeah, yeah I feel That's it. It's going to be like at my funeral, man. It's like I feel like I just got <laughs> eulogized. Like, but, man. I think, but also, do you know right now, right, we're in a state in the world we really need to go ahead and express the flowers, hey, while you're yeah, right here, sure. man. Yeah, man. And yeah, I think yeah, I realized sure. that I'm texting the homie, birthday, look, love you, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, for real, yeah. we're not saying that. Yeah. Every time I see you, Arm House, love you, bro. Yeah. Just, it's, it's okay to do that now. But also, I think, again, me watching, I'm sitting at home doing classes, teaching, I'm like, the light pops off. I'm like, damn, my boy got a show. Mm -hmm. Definitely seen him, like, not knowing. I know I've seen your face for years. I'm like, bro, <laughs> being Connie with, with Daniel Viglion, all I'm like, I know I've seen this guy, but now I'm literally, now I'm listening, though, mm -hmm. through him, like, bro, this is sick. Months go by for me, and I'm like, Jay, we talk about sports and life every time. Mm -hmm. Did it show a couple times? Like, what, what? I need some input. Mm -hmm. You know, sharing how it works out. And I'm like, but y'all killing, but also knowing it's a long game one. But also, I'm seeing like, they're on to something. Like, this is rocket. I'm like, this is crazy. And then as you start, things keep going, I'm like, okay, this is really taking off. But also, just the genuine, I guess you can see the raw, real friendship outside of all the work for me. Mm -hmm. Knowing him and knowing him, I'm like, that makes it, because if you really want care about somebody you know or know somebody, it's the work is going to be mm -hmm. fire. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, this show's fire. They can go from here to here to here to here. <laughs> but because I think it's just that click, man. I'm like, it's, yeah. a, dope, it's a dope thing to see, because I mean, I was, it's getting unexpected, but now I'm like, oh yeah. It's starting to open the way. So I'm like, I got I got people I can watch in front of me. Absolutely. I can talk to and tap in, and then me texting you randomly or you vice versa. I'm like, you don't have to, you didn't have to, but I believe off the relationship. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. But for me, again, I value it too. I'm like, that's solid. Mm -hmm. That's solid. So I'm yeah, like, like I mean, his family's my family. Like he'll hey, tell you, he's, yeah, yeah. You know, he's been to my house yeah. forty five minutes away from his <laughs> twice in the last yeah, you know yeah, month because yeah, I want him to be like around my family. You know what I mean? I want him to be yeah. around. You know, and that's that's kind of the relationship that you know that we have. And when you work so closely with someone, there that that's the kind of relationship you want to build. Like personally, you right. want to be close with someone that you work with because mm -hmm. it allows you to do things. You know, when you work with someone, like, Kenny's strengths can't be my strengths. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or it's not going to work. Like, I have strengths yeah. and weaknesses. Kenny has strengths and weaknesses. And we, you know, by, you know, by, you know, the fortunate matchmaking, mm -hmm. they work perfectly. Like, I'm a meticulous planner. He is a... He, he, yo, he could freestyle. Our birthday like, is two days. We just on the fly. We can make it work, right? Yeah, <laughs> like he, 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 yo, he, like I, I, you know, I might, I might have something out that that that's, you know, with the thought. You know, our show show is really organic, but we have right. something. You know, as when you're when you're leading a show, if a conversation doesn't take off, if something doesn't take off, you need to have something to fall back mm -hmm. to, because something, you know, you might be prepared to talk about something for thirty minutes. And it don't pop, and you got twenty minutes left. You better know what Dang. you're gonna do, yeah. Yeah. or you know. And what's what's really good about KC is we might dive into something that takes us in fifty different directions mm -hmm. because he has like tremendous Beat. recall, yeah. and that allows our shows to like stretch, and it allows our shows to become more organic and people to get you know drawn in, For and sure. that's the you know that's the beauty of of our partnership is you know all of the weaknesses I have with like recall and 
and remembering exact numbers and exact games. Like he's flawless at that. Yeah. Um, his uh, uh, weakness of planning and and wanting to get ahead, of everything he knows, I got that part. Yeah. So that that's how we can, you know, that's how and we and we know better than to take each other seriously. You know what I mean? We know that we can laugh and we can we can joke. And if there's a time to be serious, we do it. Nobody's gonna see it but us. Mm-hmm. But. I don't even I don't even know that that's happened like maybe once well, like I don't, I don't even know if it's happened once but normally we're able to talk things through just kind of laugh it out and it, and it and it be nothing cuz that's just and I would even say the serious is not on the air as far as I think debate the other day the Ben Simmons thing was going ham we'll talk we won't even talk about him today but <laughs> just as far as the intensity right but I'm knowing it's it's their business you're supposed to go on the air but I know when it goes off it's right it's it's good you, right. you have your points you fit but I'm like it, it, it it's great for the viewers, but also it's authentic. But also, you're giving your honest opinion. Nobody's backing off because it's how you feel. Hey, it's how I feel. I'm gonna look at it from you, your perspective. Or vice well, versa. more importantly, it's, it's not just the way he feels or the way I feel. It's the way the people listening feel. Mm-hmm. So a lot so of times, ideas. and it's not contrived this way. Where sometimes you watch those debate shows and you can tell they're they're not really yeah. real. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, Kenny is just representing a portion of the fan base, and I'm representing another portion of the fan base, and that's just very the way true. our opinions happen to fall. Very, very you know true. what I mean? Like that's that's what's important. Like we want people to. Like as a host, you want you want people to be engaged with you. You don't want yes. to be background noise. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, texting or tweeting mm-hmm. or calling. If they're listening, engaged. you want them. Yo, I think Kyle Shanahan's overrated. You want that person in the car to be like, what? Kyle right. Shanahan's an offensive genius, or Kyle Shanahan's an offensive genius. You want the person <laughs> in the car to be like, what? Yo, that dude can't yeah, make yeah. anything work. Hey. Like you, you yeah. want a you want a reaction out of people. Yeah, and and, yeah. The, and the crazy thing about that is, like. With, with myself and Damien, none of it is orchestrated. Like, <laughs> we may know where, just because we got this, you know, uh, rapport now, Fact. we know I think he's going to feel this way about it, and I know how I feel about it. But if we agree, then we'll just agree. Like, it's not, you see a lot yeah. of times, you know, especially with the way sports media is today, it's like have your take and then have your opposing take. And that's. Right. I mean, if it happens that way, it people happens that way. People see through that. Yeah, yeah. yeah people we see through we that. We ain't trying that's to do that. Right. So when he uh, really hates Kyle Shanahan, oh. and I really love him, that's all <laughs> real. No, I could, you, trust me, like I said, after months now, watching, days and hours now, going from this so many hours to four, I'm like, you, you know, people are like, you can really watch them? Like, I can watch them in four hours straight. Like I said, just love, knowing, going, but I definitely, but again, it's real authentic, though. But yeah. And before we jump into this sports things, we got to get it in, man. I'm going to do a couple shout-outs to some sponsors, people, but also to the best HBCU in the land, Alcorn State University. It's homecoming week, so you know what I'm saying? Y'all see it in the background a little bit, a little bit of ASU stuff. Got my flag, man. I'm going to support your ASU, um, your black colleges, right? But also, I got to take care of my boys, man. So hey, hey, I got hey, a celebratory hey, hey. for the Giants. Hey. Hey. At least that little shirt. Um, oh. Don't. Hey, custom made for you. I mean, I might have just ordered some shoes. Where are you at? Where are you at? Because I think we might need a camera on 
Mr. Travis Scott stepped into the building to match the Dope Stone's dope shirt. I mean, he came through clean, but yeah, hey, hey, Dope Stone braces, all custom made, but also those are to bring good energy to you, good vibes, man. Shout out to the homegirl Cheryl and her business, Dope Stone braces, was on IG. Um, smart athletic kids, homie Ramar Crump. Uh, Crump family's big in Sacramento, but yeah. um, doing stuff for the kids, you know what I mean, and just uh, just for being here, man. Like I said, I really appreciate y'all. Like I said, man, it's been a, a, a delight to be able to have something to watch, you know what I'm saying, during all that time, but yeah. also something that's motivated me, man. I'm like, okay, Jay, they working, they're providing information, keep going because all it is is about the connections, relationships, and the link ups, right? So, that's yeah, right. man, definitely had to take care so, of my people today. Well, man. well look, <laughs> this is, I don't even know if uh, JT knows this because. I didn't even tell him, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not looking for, oh, hook me up with anything. This is my second. Oh, no, I already know. I got the yeah. alert. Okay. I said, oh, I'm about to say, well, he got one. Because, you know, he I got one on that. My he man got was like, yo, I got store. merch. I was like, yep. say less, man. Appreciate I'm about you. to go on there and cop that. So yeah, this is my yeah, second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got one. And the too. service was quick. They got it to me quick. They got it to me in good time. No yes, issue sir. with the service. So if you got merch that you're trying to get 94 feet, yeah. he'll take care of it. Yeah, no please problem. hit me up. Yeah, I, need, still I didn't going even on hit right him up now. about that. I just like, I'm going to order. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Yeah, link in the bio. So we got the pre-sale in, in tonight, tomorrow morning, as far as the next little colorways, man. But um, sports talk, baby. Let's get into this sports talk. Oh, this is what y'all do. And um, most relevant just now, Dave, I talk, talk this 49er L. Yeah. Um, <laughs> First half, again, I saw your post-game show. I saw, but first half, definitely slow. Opportunities, winning the time of battle, the yards, all that, right? Just not aggressiveness, one, but also just, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm sorry, are you talking about this week or last week? No, the last couple weeks. Oh, oh, okay, I just want to make sure. We're not just talking about one game. We're talking about multiple games. I'm a fan. My great aunt, today's her birthday. Shout out Gertie's 75th birthday today, Auntie Gertie. But I was there in the old... When little growing up, Kansas, the old baseball, football, whatever, together, I was there. I got to go in the tunnel and see Jerry Rice walk out of there, drive mm. out of the car when I was little. You know what I'm saying? It you was just walk like. walk out today. <laughs> I, I don't think Jerry Rice might not have helped. I mean, so I'm going to start with D'Lo first because he did some strong, he has some strong views about it. But also, I feel the same way you do about the last couple of weeks. It, and Kenny, I know I've been waiting for this moment because I know you talked about being Super Bowl contender. For me personally, though, mm-hmm. that uh is not there. Mm. I saw Sherman with the other team today, Tampa Man. Bay, a couple of the guys. I know we took some losses, misses guys, but outside the injuries, I know play a part. However, for them to get to that bowl, like the, pre, the roster, like I said, as we know, Kenny, the roster looks good on paper. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. being on that field, that umph that we saw be there. in 2019 is, for me, no way present. So I just want to give your today, just, just today, some things about how – I definitely want to know how you felt about Jimmy Garoppolo in that first half. Well, which one? The first quarter, Jimmy Garoppolo was Sorry, awesome. Crazy. Jimmy Garoppolo's second quarter was terrible. What like, was the it, difference maker? Because I'm. Gonna I don't know, you man. That's what this dude does. <laughs> like every like that was yo, the full experience. Yo, man. in one half. Normally he does it over the course of a game. He was like, nah, watch this. I'm gonna do it first quarter. Hit the button. I'm a Hall of Famer right here. Second quarter. Kenny? I'm a, I'm a mid mid tier quarterback next year. Hey, man. You guys know I'm a big Jimmy Garoppolo I, defender. We hear it often. I defend him. <laughs> I, there's not there's not a You got that E forty drop. I want to There's not a bigger defender of Jimmy Garoppolo out there. Right. But that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo here in San Francisco's finished. Yeah. There's there, it's finished. There is no need I read yep. somebody was on my Twitter today talking about Kyle's got a decision to make. Yeah. No, he don't. <laughs> the hell so, he does. No, he don't. There ain't no decision to make. I saw you say it's that done. earlier too, right? However, I've seen this repeatedly, right? And I believe, like some player, 
they have figured Kyle Shanahan out. Mm. Also, if unless the only thing that saves him is the dominant run game. If we can't run the ball anywhere, they know he's going to go play action pass to Kittle, play action pass to Debo across the middle. Mm-hmm. Quick run there, that's it. It's not there's no pushing the ball downfield. I mean, I guess we'll see Trey hopefully, but for me, I think I finished Jimmy Garoppolo. I I I I figured Kyle Shanahan out too. It's easy. If he's an offensive genius, if nothing goes wrong, no one gets hurt, the other team doesn't game plan, and there is absolutely no adversity whatsoever, he might that win. man is an offensive genius. He might win. But if you throw in one or more of those don't factors, be, don't boy, it gets don't, dicey. Don't be disrespectful. Boy, it gets dicey. Hey, hey. It's hard to watch. Stephen A. Smith, boy, I went into hey. Boy, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, it, it gets questionable. It's hard to watch. For me, it's predictable. I mean, played last 12, 10, 12 years flag football, just basic fundamentals of the game, right? Like, so 7 7 on Seattle has the ball. Eric Armstead commits inside. I've known what's you do what? The DN's supposed to do what? At that time, he you started gotta, on DN. You, you stay outside. Got to keep containment. He gladly, I know, he got pushed in or went inside. I knew it was over instantly then because I'm like, but first, why is he? I'm not sure what they. So the new defense coordinator, I'm sorry to be all the place, but that guy, I mean, what's your feel about him? Well, one, I mean, D'Amico Ryans, it's a bit. <laughs> Robert Sulla was really good last year. Like, that's why he is the in the coach. spot that he's at. Like, yes. he, he's, he, was, he was really good last year. And, you know, Kenny and I, you know, t- talk regularly about how decimated that team was by injuries. Yo, it was ugly. Um, and he still got them, like, in the vicinity of a top 10 defense. Yeah. Maybe not quite, but he was certainly an upper half of the league defense without Nick Bosa out right. there. And, you know, with Richard Sherman only playing a couple of games and that secondary being what it was. Yep. And what was your man's name? But Brian Allen. Oh, shout out. Man, <laughs> man. Shout rest out. in peace, shout Brian out. Allen. Shout out Brian Allen out there listening to us on that uh, on dock at FedEx yeah. somewhere. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> Sorry, brother. But, I mean, yeah. I think he's alive, but you yeah, know, yeah. it's just his career. Is he working. Um. Is that FedEx? So, yeah, so asking D'Amico Ryans to come in and, and, you know, just, okay, let's go back to 2019, even though, you know, the man who's running 2019 isn't going to be here. And and here's the sad part about it. I know at one point it was like 148 to negative 8. 167 to minus 3. Okay, it got got as high as 167 to minus 3. Those were the total net yards between the two teams. So, your defense was doing something, and the score was like 7-0 at the time, yep. and you weren't no able to take advantage. Mm-hmm. Who's that fall on? Like, if, you are, if your defense is continuously putting you in great positions and you're not taking advantage, yeah. whose fault is it? While being on the, on the field often, like, they were out there working. Yeah. I'm like, these dudes were out and I know the weather was crazy. I'm like, they got to be gassed, and they're still producing. You wonder Shut why they wore out in the second half. Gone. Done. The offense, the offense has been abysmal to start this season. And, yeah. and look, Damien will know, I'll say it as much as I love Kyle Shanahan and we, we joke about it back and forth. Uh-huh. I said last week, that's his responsibility. That's his responsibility. If okay. the offense isn't clicking, that's on him. He's got to show a sign of improvement. Okay. Um, the undisciplined nature, I'm starting to look at. If I give Kyle oh, the, the if I give Kyle the credit when things go well for being a leader of men and all this, yeah, other I do stuff, want to go bad, He's, right? he's got to bear the responsibility for the undisciplined Man, nature that this team has had with the penalties in the first four weeks of the season. It's, I it's, think it's been they nasty. have the record for most PIs. Yeah, not, it was like eight or nine already. Yeah, they've and, they've got. I think the stat was they they've had eight pass yes. interference calls on 
third down, I think it was. Those led to touchdowns. Come on, man. Half of those. It's and they be dumb ones, too, Come man. On. Just Put my hand up. Dumb. <laughs> Some of them are questionable, but at the end of the day, the, the calls are the calls. Yeah, but you the can't do this. Do. Don't do this. <laughs> when you, That's like a surefire, like surefire sign you did something wrong <laughs> when you put your hands up like that. Guilty. Like, yeah. He yeah. had his hand. Well, I don't remember who it was. It had was his Lockett and, and, and Dre Kirkpatrick. Dre, wait, Kirk it was Patrick. Okay, yeah. Dre Kirkpatrick. That was, was definitely Lockett. That was a little suspect. Hey, yeah. but hey, but you do it against a veteran like Lockett. What's Lockett going to do? Right. He's going to swing with where oh, he's, he feels a pro. the motion. Oh, he's a pro. Exaggerate the he's call a, a little yes, bit. Sir. Fall to the ground. And what's the first thing he do? Flat. Looks at the official. And the, the cold part is That happens. I'm going to give the blame to Kyle Shanahan. But George Kittle's a veteran. He goes across the middle. Jamal Adams is beat. He grabs the hell out of him on that trick play. We True. don't get no flag oh, there. That was tug. That was no tug. There. But also, these the, trick plays. Wait, did they what? Wait, Damien. That was Cannon's mistake. Right no, wait. Did you guys look at the replay? He was wide. He was wide open. Open. Wait, no. It worked. No, before the grab, what was the ball? He had to slow down. Yeah. If well, he was well, Jimmy open. Jimmy had to jump to go get the ball. That was a bad pass by Cannon. Oh, uh, he was wide. Yeah, it, it was who, there. Who it threw the there. double pass? Was that Cannon. Trey Sermon? That was Cannon. Cannon. Oh, that was Cannon, Cannon back to mm-hmm. back. To, okay, that's the that's yeah. the one where that's, he, that's he, he fell short. Yeah. Speaking of Cannon, oh, they score. I take a quick bathroom break. Yeah. Kickoff. Cool. Okay, we got to yeah. start. I come back. Yeah. I missed it. Fumble. We don't. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I was going too set. I was like, two, three, quick break. Look here, you don't look get here, a Jay. Break in the 49ers <laughs> play look here, Jay. You want to talk about not being disciplined, not being prepared? Uh-huh. No, bless Trent Cannon's heart. He's out here trying his best. But you, there's <laughs> moments. There's moments where everything changes. Now you once again didn't score. You're up seven nothing. Mm-hmm. You get a nice little punt from Wiskowski. Right. Oh, he he, he drops it, it in the zone. five. Trent Cannon. Just let it go. I, not even that. We, you get the ball at the seven, Why do you roll and you roll another eight yards into the end zone. What are you doing? This isn't your first time playing football. I know that. Hey. The, the rules, that rule is the same at every level. I, I don't you're... think he don't knew know the rule. Doing. Like, I think he thought once yeah, he hit the and ground, he got it up was and spin the ball and he around. Like, but, act like he was on fire. He was like, man, what? It in the end zone. I know you're fast, but how do you keep going from trying oh. to go? Man, you, you stop the ball at the five. <laughs> just tap it. Sherfield's right there. Crazy. Sherfield's right there. Just yes. tap it to him. You got him. He could have stopped. Like, he didn't even have to do all that. And so. Instead of having the ball inside the five yard line, they get it at the twenty. And Russ was oh. like, "Well, look, at this point, if you're just gonna give us the game, and I heard sure, you said him we'll and, take it." Him and him and the coach on the side in halftime, smacking, chewing the gum like it was like we were giving Man. them opportunities, 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 n- knowing that they here, they have Russell Wilson and we don't. Because again, like I said, that next play when he scored around, I said. Yeah, like you said earlier in the show, it was about over then for me. I just knew it because I'm like, like I said, Michael Jackson, man, it's time to look in the man in the mirror. Everybody in there, including Kyle Shanahan. I think. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you that. I next. keep it a stack at all okay. times, Coach JT. Don't he, he, you know me. I keep okay. it a stack at all yeah, yeah. times. I like Kyle Shanahan. Okay, well, let's stick with that theme. Is going to make a change. It's going to feel real good. Going to make a difference. You better put Trey Lance out there and not get Trey Lance ready for next week or the next couple of weeks or get you know keep that seat warm for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was done as your starting quarterback, and you are now preparing the next 13 weeks for Trey Lance. And the fact that he's not prepared yet is another fail for Kyle Shanahan. Because now you're going against the injury injury lineman. he's jumping out the window. You should. Jimmy made it three and a half games. Three and a half. That was the projected from everybody else. How did. (laughs) 
how did how did how did Kyle Shanahan or anyone in this 49ers group think that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to make it a season? Well, Damon, that's no, not even the case. You got rookies that have taken every snap since since summer, not ready. None of these rookies are ready. Mm. Well, none of them are on a team as complete as the 49ers. Or maybe the 49ers. No or maybe yeah. the 49ers ain't complete. They're not complete no more. People dropping like flies. And I don't know who's the bear responsible. I don't even know that, that it's dropping like that. flies. Maybe they're just not good. Maybe so, we're wrong. But I also think that's what, in 2019, we, we needed to win that. Because your window is not, like you said, guaranteed. You have to take no, advantage always, opportunity always, yeah. of opportunity of the lifetime. Then, because as you can see, it's not guaranteed to come back to you. And we fumbled the biggest game we had in how many years? And I think now we're paying a cost for it. Well, I mean, you did lose to Patrick Mahomes. It's not like you lost to But as Joe he said, Flacco. but it took Patrick Mahomes that play, go get it. Yeah. Uh, we, you know what I mean? Mess it up to do that. But it's like... Defense did their job. Mm. Or defense didn't do their job. They did enough early not, on. We, we put some points on the board. It was up 10. Yeah. They, they had the best defense. In, um, now, look, everybody is. I know everybody I'm wants sorry. to blame it on Kyle Shanahan. Oh. But, but you I had the best good. defense in football that year, did yes. we not? Yes. You're you gave right. them a 10-point lead with five minutes to go. Should they win that so. game? No. Nope. But didn't we need one first down? Yeah, we need the first see. down. So let's see. The defense did their job in that game, <laughs> but the offense didn't. How did the defense do their job? They gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter. What are you guys talking about? And I love the defense. That's one of my favorite defenses of all time. But as you say, they gave right? 21 in the fourth they quarter. They needed one first down from their quarterback. And give me a three-minute break at or, least. Or give me a stop. It's third and 15. Nick Bosa was held on that play. We all know that. But give me a stop. <laughs> Can't stop yeah. the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Already. So just – before we get off the 49s, we got some we gotta celebrate it a little bit too about something else. But not really. Okay, give me your prediction like, about what we're looking right. like going forward though. Just what what are we gonna be looking like? Because I heard you asking about 15. <sighs> Damien, don't do that, man. Now Damien, Damien, don't do that, Damien. Damien, don't do us like that. that. But it's it looks crazy though, because look about it. You gotta play the Cardinals. Just took Ooh. down the Rams. They dumped Ooh. the Rams today. Man, is that for real? And we real? actually playing those games now. But, again, I mean, what are we looking like? I mean, it's a situation where this was a big game. This was a big opportunity for the 49ers. Um, but it's still week four. And regardless of what people <laughs> regardless of what people think – well, uh, excuse me. The, the, the Buccaneers were 7-5 and five at one point last year. The Buccaneers didn't beat a team with over a 500 record until I'll, they got to the playoffs. I'll take Tom Brady right now. That's, I, that's fine. But I'm just telling Kyle you. Kyle Shanahan won't. I'm didn't just want them. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Like I said, these, Tom Brady threw three interceptions oh in the NFC God. Championship That's game. Funny. If Aaron Rodgers had a pulse and was, wasn't too busy trying to blame somebody else yeah. for his shortcomings, they should have won that game in Lambeau Field. But that's neither here nor there. I say all that to say yeah. they're 2-1-2, two two, sweep mm-hmm. four. Here's, I mean, you've got to take care of business. You've got to start thing, winning though. games. We don't know who this team is. No. Nah. We have no – like, think about yeah. it. Like, look at – I mean, that Eagles game was a fight. That Eagles game sure feels different after they got pummeled by the Cowboys the next week. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so you, I actually thought that was a solid win by the, by the 49ers. Now I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. Nope. And then you look at – <clears throat> shoot, the last three minutes of the Detroit game. Oh, no. We're, like, ain't nothing going so, wrong since the 57 – ain't nothing going right since no. the 57-minute mark of that first it's game. It's all bad. Yeah. I sure confessions part one. Everything they've been <laughs> doing is all bad but i'll say this real yes quick. sir and damien you know i'm gonna keep pointing this everybody wants to crown the cardinals and all this other stuff we four last year who, who was undefeated pittsburgh steelers yeah. they went 11 and 0 to start the season Shh. So what you got to do is you got to find a pittsburgh time. never had a quality win like the one arizona had today i hear you i yeah. hear you arizona but they, could easily be two and two right now 
They'll be playing that But game. they're not. Okay, they're not. But they didn't have a quality win. I, I'm not talking about like a blowout win. I'm talking about a win. It was like, oh, it was a great win. solid right It's a great win. It's a good team. Arizona, I still think Los Angeles Ari- is coming. Arizona out. also started, yeah. what, like 5-1 and one last year? Yeah. And but I think they're legit. Yeah. I think they're legit. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. My, my whole point is they got to figure out who they are. Right. You don't want to be playing your best football in September. You want that to be happening in November and December. They've got to start playing some of their best football in October to make it matter. We also don't want to play like hell in September. No, you don't. And I don't know that the the 49ers don't play like hell. They're not playing like hell yet, but, man. They're playing undisciplined, man. It's not solid football. It's like, I just, it's nasty. I don't know what to hold on to. You know what I mean? I don't know what's, I don't know what, 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 what silver lining to get 49ers fans. That's going to be Kenny's job It's going to be interesting to see. We'll see, we'll see. You guys definitely tune in D-Lo and KC tomorrow for sure, man. They're on noon to 4 p.m., man. You guys definitely catch them. So we'll go across the water a little bit now. Those Giants finally got it done. Yes, sir. Finally got it done in nice yes, fashion today too. Um, the picture, the picture today uh, was it Webb? Logan yeah, Webb, man. Webb. Logan Webb. He was cook- cooking. I think he was cooking, but the Rockland. But he from Rockland. No, I think so. In the in the batter's box today, yeah. got him a hit. I, I was yeah. like, okay. So um, that game was definitely dull. I said I was one game ahead. I'm like, okay, please finish because I'm tired of Dodgers. All like we're yeah. still here. All that Dodger. Yeah, yeah. But now that the, the clinch is there. Give me you guys both outtake of where you see them finishing up. Overall, honest opinion, like, do we are we gonna get that thing done this year? Baseball is so crazy. It's, it's it's really it's really hard to predict. I I can obviously every and it really feels like everybody that makes the playoffs feels like they, they got can win it. To go. It's not like that in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Every team that's not how it is. But in baseball. Usually everybody's hot. Everybody's had a magical season. Everybody, you know, is feeling good. So, as a as a guy that's watched the Giants all year, 107 wins—that's a crazy number. I feel like they can win and they can get this thing done. Yeah. But it's really series to series, man. And the, and the big yeah. part, one of the big things that they had to do, in my opinion, was get the division so they didn't have to mm-hmm. deal with the wild card situation. Right. So they already X that off. They've got home field throughout the playoffs, so that's a good thing. And. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a situation where series to series, starting pitcher to starting pitcher, right. they're going to have to they're going to have to gut it out. But I think this team is battle tested though. That's for sure. Dope, there isn't dope. a team they can't beat. But one thing that I really love about today is I love that the Dodgers won because mm. I'm not conceding that wild card game to the Dodgers. Mm. Way the Cardinals have been playing lately, all the Cardinals did just to like the Dodgers didn't get where they were trying to go. Yeah. They right. were trying to get, to the, get, the, the, get uh, the division. Right. The Cardinals got to the only place that they could. Mm-hmm. And they, the way that they've played over Hungry. the course of the last month. Timing, right? I ain't conceding. You, you talk about playing your best football in September versus playing your so best football. baseball in, October, yeah. right? Man, it's, it's not a series. Yeah. I don't want to – Cardinals, Cardinals, Dodgers series. I don't think the Cardinals stand a chance. But one right. game. One game? Mm. I ain't conceding that wild card game to the Cardinals. That's to the Dodgers. Definitely hoping – the Cardinals win that one because, boy, I got memes and jokes <laughs> ready for them Dodgers fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please believe up. me. That's what's up. Definitely all that seeing. fight, all that fight over the last month to get to this moment and that's one game where that the Dodgers fell short. And I said this, yeah. I said this the other day. You know, I have my jokes for the Dodgers and all this other stuff. Yeah. But God damn it, 106 No, wins. that is Ooh, crazy. That's crazy. crazy. A that's lot of crazy. people, that's you know, crazy. we have jokes lot, ready man. for the Dodgers. Oh, greatest team ever, and they didn't even win a division. They won 106 that's crazy. games. That's <laughs> a testament to the Giants. That's not a knock on the Dodgers. Yeah, like, yeah that's absolutely. That's a testament to the Giants. That's crazy, man. That's definitely dope. So I'm definitely in tune in the baseball coming up, man. Um. Also, we have a little NBA action today. 
Mm. A little, little preseason. I don't know yeah. how much it's worth. Mm. A little Nets and a little Lakers, but um, hometown Kings fan. I've been a Ride Die fan since forever. Yeah. I know how you're passionate you guys are about the Kings. Let me give you my Davion Mitchell take a little Ooh. bit, though. Because okay. well, got me being a defensive guy when I was going to, I, I love him. See what he just to the table. But um, I like the atmosphere that he brings as far as the energy because that has been, for me, lacking in pro basketball overall, though, right? I don't mm -hmm. see a lot of teams like and give me that. I know I don't have the, yeah, okay, but <laughs> I'm going to give it to you in a way, yeah, okay, because that's what I did. But it was contagious. It fed off guys. I don't see too many NBA teams do that type of environment. I mean, have that type of feel for basketball. But what I saw this summer from him and the other guys, what I see now here in practices, and um, will it be beneficial actually when it matters? Yeah, I mean, that like energy doesn't expire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that whether it's summer league or preseason or practice you know that that that's that stuff stays mm -hmm. um and it matters and you could see it like kenny and i were talking about friday I, i'm not like a one of those blindly optimistic fans i'm not a pessimistic fan either like i've always considered my thoughts and opinions on the kings is very thought out and based on what i see mm -hmm. this feels different now they could come out and stink and be like, no, same. But it don't feel like that right now. I don't know what it's going to feel like next month. Right but I know right now the whole vibe feels different. And I think Davion is a big part of that. I think everybody's attitude is a big part of that, too. Listening to Marvin talking about being all in and, uh, you know, hearing the maturity even more so in De'Aaron. And I, I, the, the, I'm in. There's something. There's something there. Like okay. I'm. 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 I'm in on this vibe, and I think Davion's a big part of it. You know, Coach. You talk about um, the way that you played, and I saw it firsthand. You know, every time that we went out there and hoop, and the question is off, often asked with Davion Mitchell: Are we putting too much on this mm -hmm. rookie to change the defensive, the defensive culture, and all this other stuff? And I'll say this, and you can speak to this. I say no, because. If you watch Davion Mitchell, the way he plays, it's not going to be um, like that. That's not going to pressure mm -hmm. isn't going to affect how he plays because he's not an offensive guy. Mm -hmm. Whether he's scoring, whether a play <laughs> is being called for him, whether it's not, whatever the case may be, he's going to defend every no single what. time out. Yeah. Like that's something. When you talk about changing culture, it's like uh, – and you deal with an offensive player, yeah. it's like, well, what if he goes three of 15 from the field? Mm -hmm. Then what happens? And it's like, oh, man, maybe we're putting too much on him to make baskets. We're asking Davion to defend at a high level. That's what he's going to do to the day he's dead. You know what I'm saying? He's going to defend in a wheelchair when, when he's at the old folks home or whatever. Yeah. That's just what he's going to do. So I have no problem putting those type of expectations on him. Now, when you talk about team defense, you mentioned, you mentioned as well, it's contagious. You don't want to look like the weak link. You don't want to see this guy making all the rotations, taking charge, digging in, and then the ball gets swung to the guy that you're guarding, right. and you're sitting there letting people blow by. Mm -hmm. It stands out. If all five guys are letting people blow by, then it's hard to tell whose right. problem it is. But if you got, at the very least, one guy who's digging in a stance, yeah. oh, you're going to look funny in the light if you're not doing the same it's thing. Gonna, it's going to show out like, stick out like a sword. Absolutely. Sword. So I think um, I understand people's concerns about putting – 
uh, pressure on him, but I think he's built for this, man. He's built for it. Wins and losses. I hear you guys talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. What what are we aiming for this year? Because it, the hype is good, the feeling is good, but like, let's be let's be real where we're at. Because again, mm-hmm. I mean, the West is always going to be loaded, guard heavy. Where do we stand as far as this? Again, you talk about play in, it's playoffs, vice versa, what it is. Yeah. But where do you, where, Damian, where do you, where do you feel we stand at, at that point right now? I want to see them hover at? around 500. That's what I want. I know, I know we talk about the, the West being loaded and all that stuff. Injuries happen every year, yeah. uh, chemistry problems arise every year. There's always a team that comes out and it's like they're not playing as well as we thought. There's a team that comes out and plays better than you thought. Kings could be that team playing better than people thought. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 41 and 41 is a is a huge huge stretch but if if you could get I mean I don't even know when the last time we saw 40 wins was like let me see that I mean I I, I really want to see them above like give me some moments during the season late in the season where you're at 500 or above 500 or yeah. something like that man and I that's that's where I want to see that's that's a bit you know I said I, I I I'm I'm not a pessimistic or optimistic that take is a bit optimistic thinking yeah. that they could be around 500 but you know, just the, the the way NBA seasons shape out. No one saw Phoenix doing what they did. No one mm-hmm. saw New York doing what they did. Like, there are teams that can surprise you, and those are obviously extreme surprises. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a nice little, little, little surprise from the Kings right there, being 40-42 right. yeah. or 41-41. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I want to see. Realistically, it's probably a little lower, but that that's what I'd like to see is them hovering around 40. Yeah, I'd like to see it too. I mean, I we talk about it all the time. 38 wins, you yeah. know, but I, I mean, asking for another two wins, well, three wins, that's not, that's not asking for a lot. And at 38, yeah, then, you know, you look back for what, like four or five, six years and that yeah. 38 gets you 10, yeah. you know what I mean? It, get, right. it gets you okay. in the postseason. Like, so. As, as yeah. crazy as the West is, the difference between nine and 10, yeah. oh, it's it falls like off. a lot. It's yeah. like Big six, seven off. games. Yeah, 10 yeah. is always high, high Definitely 30. So yeah. um, if they can get that, but I, no, I like to think they have the personnel to surprise some people mm-hmm. and get around 500. Where <laughs> I think they have the mindset to surprise people. Yeah. I think that's a big difference. Absolutely. Speaking of personnel, D'Lo and Buddy Hill. <laughs> Buddy Hill, I, I kind of I, I share your views a lot with Buddy. D'Lo. I know Casey's different in my aspect, but I feel again <laughs> as a coach wise you. With him on the floor, I know you got to give and take. I know Kenny's like, nope, we don't. But just having him there, it can give Davion, Tyrese, more opportunities to get downhill to the basket, things like that. Because if not, who are you putting out there? If Davion's not shooting there yet, I don't know who's gonna, whoever's going to be. Or the who you always refer, reference all the time who shoots just about, to get his buddy. I'm about to ask you, you, about to you, ask you a question. Ten. Who's better, Buddy uh, Hill or Terrence Davis? You get that tattoo on your back right there. <laughs> who's proven for me, I <laughs> no, guess. No, don't tell uh, me who's proven. You who? Uh, you know what it is. Yeah. Who, better, who would you rather oh go with, Buddy Hill or Terrence? I'm in coach mode. I want I want Buddy right now. I feel sorry. I'm still in coach mode. I need to have that space on the floor. I need defense. But then, so I think now having Davion will add that we've been missing. Like you said, Buddy, you got two things to do. I mean, you're either going to get on. Because, of course, when he's scoring, as we know, people play harder defense when they're scoring. Mm-hmm. But now with him there playing defense, he's like, okay, I don't got to do as much, but I still got to do just enough. Mm-hmm. But also on the offensive end, I believe those buckets, that's, those buckets that he brings to the table is what we need with the other guards and the post play because you've got to be able to stretch the floor, Kenny, consistently. Or the threat. Are they, guarding, are they guarding him the same way as Buddy? I'll say that. Does he draw the same attention? Mm, probably not. But he's a harder guard than Buddy Hill. 
Buddy Hill is easy. I think Buddy got another half season where they're going to give him the respect from that line. Yeah, they're going to give him a respect as a shooter. But if he's if he's sporadic, we're going to see defenses start to look at the team differently, and defenses start to look at him differently. Definitely, but Buddy can play. Don't get it twisted. Like he's not a scrub by no Mm -mm. means. Yeah, but I just think. The way his you compromise. Game, yeah. And the way we looked at it one day, the way his game has evolved or the, the lack of evolution mm-hmm. in his game um, has been jarring. Yeah. That everything 2019, is worse. He was everything like is worse. getting to the bucket, Ball. doing a whole bunch of other yeah. stuff. That's when he averaged 19, 20 points a his game. Two, his, and he his, don't do that no more. His percentage of shots that are two-pointers have gone down every it's year. Three percentage only. of three, mm-hmm. three-pointers have gone up. Which, and I th- and, and that's not just a Buddy Heald problem. That's a Luke Walton problem, too. And so Luke I, Walton has co-signed that before. And I think also that so relates to that up. the free throw issue. Yeah. I'm like, none? You don't go to, yeah. One to that, year. But, so that part, games. as an opposing coach, I'm knowing that. We take away three from line. He's not effective. He ain't going to the basket. So yeah. that part, I, I that part they for gotta sure. They got to change that quick. I can, I can game plan him for sure. That quick. I can game plan for him. Yeah, I can game plan him for sure. But yeah. it's definitely, I don't know, it's just like, Right now, so like I said, I mean, D-Lo put on the head, hopefully maybe a half, another year or half a season. Hopefully it's effective, but he, he ramps it up with the contagiousness. Tristan Thompson's well, energy. Or if he can get to the line, like mm-hmm. that could change it too. Because give me if, if, give me if, two if, or three drives, yeah. that means four free yeah. throws, maybe five free throws, three free throws, and just let them know that you're not just sitting there. That's it. And, I, and I'll say this as well. Yeah. We talked about on the show. It, the the change in a role for Buddy Hill could do wonders. What he the way if he doesn't change anything mm-hmm. about the way he plays, mm-hmm. him doing that as your starting two guard that's a big problem. Him coming off the bench and the, doing that you as your six or seven man, that's yeah. cool. Come sit down. That's cool. Yeah. We could work with that. You just yeah. want to be a sharpshooter off the bench. Yeah, no problem. That's but, for sure. Um, that's gonna be huge to see how he embraces that or right how that works out. So just talk overall league for a second, real quick. Well, just uh, what are some of your I guess asterisks, teams, players, anything that you're looking forward to for this season? Because I think with fans being back in arenas, um, games are going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Again, some games won't be as, oh, because it was a lot of upsets or shocks last year via that every game was like, you know, you just got to go out and play. Who The real baller showed up, right? Mm-hmm. Or who can play with no fans? Um, what are some players you're watching or some teams outside of the Sacramento that you got your radar to kind of check out and watch? Uh, can the how do the Bucks respond? Mm-hmm. You know, it's always interesting to me to see how a team responds after winning a championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's you know that's good for the Lakers. That's good for you know uh, the, the Bucks, whatever you know the Warriors, whoever wins the title. How can they respond? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, h- how does this group of the Lakers work out? Gotcha. How do they manage it? How healthy do they stay? What winds up happening with Brooklyn? You know, I, I ultimately I think I know what's going to happen with Brooklyn. I think what's going to know what's happen. I think I know what's going to happen with Kyrie. We saw yeah. it today with Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie's mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, even even without that storyline, anytime Kyrie's on the team, it's a. I definitely heard. I've been listening to it, all your takes on Kyrie, man, and, and Kyrie is. <laughs> he's an interesting dude, man, yeah. and you just you never know. Like yeah, yeah. he, hey, I'm 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 gonna take a pilgrimage to Mecca. <laughs> All right, Kyrie, we'll see you when you get back. Like, and even aside from that, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, well, is, is that too? that's probably my biggest thing too? Like, dude, you're still you're still getting paid this money and, and manage not playing full season. You know how Steve Nash and that group manage KD, mm-hmm. who you know we don't we we think his days of 82 games are over. And how do you manage yeah, James yeah. Harden? Sure. James Harden. I don't think Kevin Durant wants to play 82 games anymore. James Harden, I think he wants to. Uh, whether he's able to, I think, is a different story. Mm-hmm. Like, I think James Harden genuinely wants to be out there every night. 
Um, so that's an interesting team to follow. I'm I'm not willing to concede the the East to them yet, but I'll, I'll be I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean the same thing really. The Bucks. I'm interested. Giannis is my favorite player in the league right now. Him and Kyrie got the belt. Yeah, he got the belt right now. I, I, I know it took you a while to give it to him. I, I said I said listen on the show. Oh, is, oh. Is, is is it right now? Are you saying this officially? I didn't write down on my. I didn't write down in my notes, but I remember again the process. Dilo asked me, is, Giannis, is it right Giannis now? Giannis got the belt. Okay. Giannis got the belt. He took it from KD. Uh, after winning the, the the NBA championship, um, I love Giannis. What I, I love what makes him about. so different? Um, for me, it is it is his fearlessness. So it's two things. Number one, it's his fearlessness. Um, when what I mean by that is, he would go uh, to the line, shoot air balls. Um, he'd shoot threes, shoot air balls. Crowd would be all over him. He come back down if he can get to the basket. He's getting to the basket. Mm-hmm. You foul him, he'll go right back to the line. He's not afraid. He's not afraid of things that we typically see from people like, oh, they don't want to get fouled late in games because they don't shoot free throws mm-hmm. well or whatever the case may be. Or they don't want to shoot that three because they just airball the line. He's fearless. He's not worried about that. He's just worried about winning and making the play that needs to be made. The other thing about him is um, he's about as much – I don't want to disrespect anybody, but he's probably about as much of a of a leader and a team guy as there is in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. We know Chris or Charles Barkley always likes to say Chris Paul is the best leader in the NBA. I think it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis is a is a leader in every sense of the word. He may come up short sometimes or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, but he's never gonna sell his guys short. He's always oh, yeah. gonna be there for them. And he doesn't miss games. He only. It, he really he got <laughs> hurt at the end of the, the yeah. season before. But he don't. But, I mean, he's he's there. He's To me, he's the best leader in the game. So um, I think those two things separate him from most of the other people in the NBA. How about you, man? What you feel about the Brig Creek? He's uh, His size is so different. Um, he, he, I mean, what'd you just call him? Like, what's his nickname? Like, right. like his, 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 I don't know. I mean, I feel like watching – Giannis is how people our age felt why, like when sure. they watched Magic for the first time. Mm. Like people looked at Magic like, mm. how can he do all the things that he does? Yeah. You know, he's 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 a point guard who's you know what six eleven, six ten, whatever he is, and he's out there. That's how I feel about Giannis. Like like how is Giannis able to do all this? And he's built like Giannis is just one of those dudes. Like when you see him in person, like you think about life differently. <laughs> like you see you see like he's a man. And I'm a man, but yeah, <laughs> but we ain't the same, bro. Like, like, yeah. like he's he's one of those like he's he's, you know there there are some athletes you see where they just look like dudes, and then there are athletes you see where you go that that person's different. Yeah. Giannis is different. Um, his length, his strides, like the way that he moves up the like <laughs> he runs the length of the floor, yeah. like a couple of strides. You know what I mean? And he does it so gracefully. Like his, he he's just a, you know, for his size and 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 I think the other amazing thing about Giannis is the evolution of his game. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't see, no, the chosen one. You know what I mean? You didn't you didn't see that mm-hmm. that Zion Williamson phenom. You didn't right. see that. It was uh, just, you know, Skinny okay, kid, keep right? eye on this kid. Yeah, right. jersey too big for him. Need to get him a smaller Aye. one. But he looked like Mike Bibby and you know. <laughs> You know, oh one or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. oh, he's good. Yeah. Oh, he's really good. Oh, he's different. Oh, <laughs> we got something. 
And I think that's one of the things that it almost makes them more relatable. Yeah. Like, obviously, none of us can relate to that size. But it's the story of it, But you just see, like, his work. Family. And you see it. You see it, like, play out. Every NBA fan has seen it play out in front of him. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I and now we're sitting here like, what's like, what's next? Wait, what can he do? Like, what's, what's next? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like, what's he gonna do now? Like you've been around forever. That's and like crazy. I said, after he won that championship, he put in a clown suit on some of these guys mm-hmm. and like, oh, I gotta go here. I can't win here. Yeah, nah, he, he went Milwaukee. He had Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday yeah. and and uh, Covington, yeah. Connington, and he yes, won sir. an NBA championship. Yeah, so anybody that tries to use that excuse from here on out. I'll be honest with you. I ain't trying to hear it. Yeah, I just figured it out. Yep. That's what's up, man. Um, again, man, I appreciate y'all coming to the show, taking time out oh, y'all today before you. we get out of here. Though. We got a couple rapid-fire questions before I get y'all y'all triple threat, though. But this is just for people who don't know or, or want to get to know you guys better. So I got a couple little questions, some yeah. sports-related, some not. But just we're going to give it to Give me the, your first, um, whoever answered, whoever first, whatever, vice versa. But just give me your, your top three all-time favorite movies, man. Favorite movies. Oh wow! I think about this one. Favorite oh, wow. movies that you just love, like you know, this is it for me. Okay, they're all very, very different. Okay, uh, The Godfather, classic. Um, every time, time, The Godfather, uh, House Party. Which one? Fam, House Party. <laughs> house Party. Like House. The end is a House Party one. That's it. Yes. Um. Oh, what's number three? It's something with Eddie. I don't even know. I don't know what my favorite Eddie movie is. Ooh, like, I think it's... Eddie? I know it's on... <laughs> man, I don't know. I think I'm going to go... Shoot. I'm going to do it. Because I know every... I think it's Beverly Hills Cop. Like, I'll watch Beverly Hills Cop every time. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. I'll, I'll watch Beverly... It's either Beverly Hills Cop or Boomerang. Like Okay, okay. Or coming to America. Coming to America. <laughs> house party question. I know I, tw- I posted the other day though, but favorite scene out of house party? Uh, ain't my type of hype. Classic. Yeah, the dance off. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's nothing like, like it. I rock yeah. that song to this day. Nothing because like of it. that scene. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah, Ken, your type, type three. Uh, the first two are easy for me. Above the rim, pay Ooh. in full. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> then it gets pay dicey full, with number three because it's like. Growing up, and I still like it. I don't not like it now, but growing up, I used yeah. to, me and my cousin Mike, we used to watch Poetic Justice all the time. Love Poetic Justice. Chicago. Love Juice. Chicago. Um, <laughs> you got three sixty. Like, like, what do you do? <laughs> Man, I can dress. <laughs> so uh, I used to love Poetic Justice. Yeah. I don't know if it's in there, though, man. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, we talking about Eddie. Janet's a bad actress. I think we should just point that out before we get too they far still along. Gonna, you will. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But uh, I think it might be Coming to America, okay. man. Coming to America to me is flawless. All right. That is just the, the most, that is the yeah, p- the perfect movie. It's, it's, well, you said Godfather because, I mean, Godfather I'm a Gladiator fan. We'll be Gladiator. That was, that's was that been something for me, but definitely a uh, house party for me, too. But Gladiator, house for some reason, that was just crazy to me. I'm into that Spartan-type stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. all those. I'm into that. Never been my vibe. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, never I'm into that. That was a great movie, though. I did see that. And, uh, no, I saw 300. Yeah, but definitely, movie. like, uh, he got game. Jesus Shuttle Boy for me. Okay. It was, like, a classic, too. Arguably but, you know, the best basketball it was, movie ever made. Yeah. So let's go just no, one pick. Best sitcom or TV Black-ish. show. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty bold yeah. to say that's the best one of all time. That's mine, though. That's, I'll, I'll, I'll he watch said that, that forever. confidently, so I, yeah, I believe, that's, yeah. That's, that's mine. I'll watch he sta- that forever. Hey, stamp it for him. Yeah, I'll watch that forever. 
Can I go? I'm a Martin fan. I'm Martin Lawrence. I don't even know if I can go there, man. I don't even know if I can go there. Can I say the Cosby Show? Nope. Okay. No. Well, since I can't that, say that, that's the in the vault, D That's in the vault, D That's in the box. Since I can't say the Cosby Show. That's in the box. I mean, it's in the box. I only watch the scenes with Rudy. <laughs> See, that's a line from Blackish. So, Blackish is one of my. That's one of my favorite oh my shows God. of all time. That's so, Blackish. You can go a different world. I'll give you that one. You can have a different world. world. Oh, wow. You can have a different world, but Flawless you can't have well. a Cosby Show. I mean, Martin. So I'm here's fine. the argument that people have about Martin, and I uh-huh. can't really, I can't really go against it. The people who say Martin is overrated. Okay. I don't agree that it's overrated, but it was insane for two seasons. And then it oh, well, kind of well, fell off I a cliff. It ages like I. As they age, it aged right. <laughs> it, it yo, it I was watching it the, the, when, when we took that trip to to Atlanta. It was it was I got like four stations in the hotel, and one of them was BET. So I was watching that back to back, and I was just like, ugh. You saw everybody did everything just go like, like this is what is it, the Stewie Griffin with the little meme where he fades into the little tree like I was like where's everybody going? It's so cheesy. It's like. <laughs> I mean, I it's know, cool. It's but just I don't know. I love it, though, man. Dragonfly seasons. Jones, Otis, like, Roscoe. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. Like, oh, oh my man. gosh, the first man. It's funny. The first seasons are flawless. The first one. Baby, let me win, baby, in front of my homies. Like, GG, GG. Like, that's classic to me, man. That's an all-time bubble, man. That's classic to me, man. I don't know if I have a favorite sitcom. Blackish might be up there. I, I, I haven't watched Blackish. that much. The Office. I love Blackish. I hear you talk about The Office all the time. I love The Office. The Office. It's funny. Um, all right, so before we close, Why don't man, you ask Kenny his favorite R&B singer after he drops the Cosby <laughs> show? Let's see what he says now. <laughs> Kenny, give us your favorite 90s R&B singer. D-Lo gave it to I us. Don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't have one. Uh, I didn't we, listen to we, we music. It's in the box. <laughs> I don't know. D-Lo put it in the box. Yeah, we, <laughs> D-Lo put it in the box. We so we don't He's that. in the box, too. Literally. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, all the guest keys knows when they close out the show, man, I ask these guys or whoever, young ladies, whoever's on the show, your triple threat. Basketball is pass, dribble, shoot. But just overall, D we'll start with you though. Just in life, whatever it is that you're doing, because I'm sure I know the way things and being blessed right now, things are moving. People, somebody may see this, may be inspired. Mm-hmm. So to whoever's watching, whoever's listening, but for you, if you could tell them whatever it is, your triple threat, your three things that you like say you hang your hat on or you would give them advice, what are those three things you would tell somebody? Uh be you, mm-hmm. never compromise. Um, if you have a vision for something, execute it. And if you're working with someone who can't see that vision, work with someone else. Mm. Um, take your L's. You're going to get them no matter what. That's they could right. be big L's. They could be small L's. Just take them. Um, and don't be afraid to evolve. Mm. Like you could have a dream. It, it doesn't have to be your dream forever. Like your dreams can change. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I wanted to be in music. I wanted to have the number one radio show in the city. Yeah. I did. And then I got to 28 and thought, man, I'm too old for this. Like I'm, I don't want to be at the club no more. Like I'm 28 years old. What am I going to be doing at the club? Hmm. And it became like, how, how else can you communicate what other passions do you have? And, and that's where sports came along. And now we, you know, we have a vision right now that we're executing as far bigger than Sacramento. So, you know, definitely we, we you know, what we've built here in this city alone is, I mean, shoot, we could be proud of that and hang our hat on that for the next 10 years. But that's not what we're trying to do. Right. You know, right. we looking bigger than that. And so it's 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 you know, we're going to continue to grow. So definitely evolve, be you and take your L's. Yes, learn sir. From yes, them. sir. 
Yeah, man, that's that's some good stuff. That's a good question by you, man. I mean, the first thing that I think of is, um, you know, remain humble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you want to have confidence in yourself and what you're able to do, mm-hmm. but, you know, always remember that, you know, even if you achieve a level of success, it could be taken away at any moment. You don't want to get too big-headed and, and big for your bridges, man. So always stay humble and stay respectful of, of, of everybody around you. That's that's kind of what I try to live mm-hmm. by. Um, believe in yourself, man. Believe in yourself because I saw something from Will Smith at one time where he said, uh, you know, people are trying to do stuff and they were like, you know, you didn't believe in me when I was trying to come up. And he's like, no shit. Like, mm-hmm. if you, like, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Trying to do something, trying to see it something, it's a lonely journey. There, there's things that you see and that you believe mm-hmm. that by Nobody. no fault of everybody else, they don't see. Mm-hmm. So you can't get mad at them for not seeing your journey and what you have perceived. So you got to be, uh, you, you got to believe in yourself like like no other, man, and, 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 when you do make it, don't sit there and be bitter that people didn't believe. Understand that your dream was your dream. Like, you saw it a certain way. So believe in yourself, man. And then, um, you know, Nip said it, said it perfectly, man. The dedication that you got to have to your craft uh, it has got to be unmatched. It's got to be unwavered, man. You, you've got to be dedicated um, to the point where you're, you're trying to perfect yourself when nobody's looking. When you know nobody's going to look, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You've got to be willing to stay dedicated to your craft, stay dedicated to doors being closed in your face and, and letdowns happening, man. And I, I was uh, talking to you, Jay, before we started, and, and you know, I tell people this all the time. Uh, whatever you're trying to do, you want it to be where if I'm not going to make it, it's just going to be because it wasn't in the cards for me. Or maybe I wasn't good enough. It's not going to be because I left something on the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. I'm not going to make it, it's just it just didn't happen for me. Not, yeah. man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have put this amount of effort into it or whatever. So that, I say that to say you got to stay dedicated to what you're doing, overturn every rock, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and exhaust every possibility to, to try and achieve your dreams, man. That's what's up. You guys heard it first from from the tag team champs right here, man. Uh-huh. D-Lo and KC. Um, follow them on all social media platforms. Catch them on YouTube tomorrow, ESPN Radio. They on Twitter, man. They everywhere. Odyssey app, you can find D-Lo and KC everywhere. But also, you can, they're active, though. The chatty house, all that stuff, it be popping. <laughs> it, it goes down on the YouTube. Place. It goes down. But they're involved, which I think also the engagement is so dope because you, you put something in there, you might get your name called or you might get your comment read. Is what you want, right? You're actually actively engaged. And um, also, um, just follow follow the 94 Feet with Coach JP platform on yeah. IG and all platforms. Absolutely. The audio will be out too, but the YouTube is really starting to move. And again, I got to show props and appreciate you guys. for Again, I know y'all had work today. Y'all doubling up. It, it, it means something to me personally to have you come out this way from no matter where you're at and sitting in here and just putting in work but have this conversation. And like I said, we just keep all, all of us keep our heads down with you guys too. Keep going. Keep pushing, and um, like I said, I'm gonna be right there watching, man. Rocking with everybody. If anybody wants to see that video for Terrell Christopher, please DM me, or I'll put the link in the YouTube, um, in the box in the YouTube channel, also in my um, IG, because um, just want to show love to the big bro, man, and his family, and prayer for everybody, just everybody who's lost anybody, regardless of what time it is. Just always show compassion to others, man, their families. Um, y'all heard it here first, man. 94 feet with Coach JT with D-Lo and KC. We out.
Peace. Yes, sir.